let that get by. Uh, we were we were trying to banter a little bit, and Mr. Producer was all Just, business. It was all, yeah. He was pure business. He's, he's ready to go. You are listening to From the Dome to Your Home podcast, the Municipal Association's weekly look at legislative action and issues facing cities and towns around the state. I'm your host, Casey Fields. Scott, I would call this a successful week. What do you think? Sure. Why not? Would you? Well, I mean, every don't say week, that. Like, it sounds like you don't a, think it was. Every week is a success, Casey. If we get up out of bed and make it through the day. Which was questionable for you for a couple days a just because getting up out of the bed required assistance. Well, you know, I've always told, I've told you that I've, uh, my good friend, Jage Burt, always when he owned WDRF, Woodruff, the radio station. Right. He always wanted, told me he always wanted to have a radio show called Under the House with Tommy Butler. Okay. Well, and what would that show be about? It would just be, be about, you know, things under the house and having to fix it up. Tommy Butler was, is a contractor. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so that was me. Like that. that was me last Saturday attempting to fix a, a water leak underneath my house. Okay. So was, By yourself without any no, Big sort Bubby, of... No, Big Bubby loaned some, some help. Okay. But uh, he got called away out of state to go to work on some downed lines, power lines in West Virginia. By All right. God. So you you were crawling underneath your house multiple times. Okay. And eventually ended up having to call a professional okay. who then also spent about three hours on this problem. And so, that's what accounted for the miserable back spasm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. almost better now though. No, you you look a lot I'm better not, today than you did I'm Monday. Gonna, I'm not going to be on the golf course this weekend, but uh, well, you don't think that'll loosen it up a little bit? No. No. That's a shame. I'm going to, I'm going to rehab this weekend. Um, Lay on the floor a lot. Before we get into the meat, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to share that we had a very successful, um, lunch at the state house yep. on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, we offered lunch to the general assembly and all of the staff on the state house grounds. Had a good turnout. Had a great turnout, a lot of staff people. And we really enjoyed just very relaxing, welcoming everybody and just kind of a low key, you know, a low key barbecue lunch from Sheely's. A lot of legislators. Who did a beautiful job. Yeah. Oh, Sheely. Sheely's I, did awesome. I, I just want to send a shout out to Sheely's in Batesburg, Leesville. Yep. If y'all are listening to this podcast, just know what a great job you did, and the food was great, and I would not turn down some pulley bones from yeah, Sheely's if you wanted to give that to the podcast. You're welcome to send us a box of that. Right. Just a box of that. Yeah. A, box of, a box of pulley bones. That's right. Um, Scott, are you planning on taking any vacation soon? No, not until June. Yeah. After, well, after the session is concluded. Well, what, what we think will be the, the session will have concluded, but... I've if it's heard, anything like previous years, the last couple of years, we're going to be meeting through November. Well, I've I've heard just from several different, I'll call them sources, mm -hmm. um, that they really want to finish by sine die and maybe come back one time for vetoes in the budget, but they do not want to drag this thing out through the month of June. I should hope not. Um, they really don't. They really want to wrap things up. So. Um, I was just asking because our trivia question has to do with the beaches in South Carolina really? today. Yeah, it oh, really does. So okay. let me let me offer this to you before we get into our legislative discussion. Let All me right. offer this trivia question to you now, and you, you can you know, think about it. Mr. Producer has done such a great job with this segment Listen, of the show. There, I, in my hand, I've probably got 10 pages 
Yeah. Single spaced worth of trivia questions. Man. If we went to like, a brewery and it was trivia night and it was municipal trivia, oh. we would kill it. We would win. We would win well, a massive bar tab. We would have won as soon as we walked into the door because you're walking into the door of our brewery. So, Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, Scott. How many municipalities in South Carolina have beach in the name? How many municipalities? That means incorporated municipalities sure. have beach in the name. Okay. And I'm going to ask you for the number. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you to name them. Yeah. I won't be able to guess the number until after I name them. So. Okay. Well, you and then can, it won't uh, be a guess. I'll just tell you what the number you'll is. You'll just you'll list them out for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, we'll take a law. We'll take a walk uh, along the coast. I, listen, I love it. The coast is my favorite or place. We'll, we'll fly. You want to fly from south to north or north to south? Why don't like we they go do uh, on July Fourth? Why don't we go north to south when they okay. salute to the shore? Yes, because um, we're on the northern end, yes. um, and we get to see the the flight come from the I've only from Cherry seen, Grove. I've only seen that once. Oh man, it's a really cool thing. We love it. We love yeah. it. It's, I mean, the beaches are packed, but. It's so cool because everything is red, white, and blue. Some mm -hmm. friends of mine started Salute to the Shore, and it's just a real, it's so much fun. Um, Are we talking about the same thing here? Salute to the Shore. It's yeah. when the F-16s right. fly over yeah, the yeah, beach, yeah. and okay. they record it, and they send sure. it to our servicemen and women yes. overseas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's an organization that does that. Oh, I didn't it's know that. Not, yeah. I just thought the boys. Salute to the Shore. I thought the boys out at McIntyre or Shaw just jumped no, in the plane and. Look it up on Instagram. Took off. Look it huh. up on Instagram. I didn't know that. Yeah, they raise money and nice. all that kind of stuff. Well, um, they got to offset that taxpayer expense somehow. So there you go. <laughs> that made There's the, your trivia that made, question. That, that made Mr. Producer laugh. God, that's what He's I, always looking out for the taxpayer, too. That's what I aim to do <laughs> in this podcast every time. All right, time. let's get to business here. Um, Scott, we like had a, Mr. Producer did. We let's had, get down to business. That's right. Let's get down to business. Uh, we had a great, um, a great win for the state and for cities and towns on Wednesday yep. when the House passed um, House Bill 3014, the mm -hmm. Clementa Pinckney Hate Crimes Act, yep. um, by a vote of 84 to 31. Yep. Um, after some debate, not, I mean, it was it was extended, but not, you know, too bad. Yeah. Um, after some debate, they passed the bill and move that on to the Senate. Now, this is not the first time the House has passed the bill. Yes. Um, and the count was very close, very similar to what it was in 2021. Uh huh. Um, it was 22. They introduced it, introduced I'm a sorry, bill in, in 21 and then in 22. Okay. Uh, then I've been 2022. They, um, I've been passed mistaken it. this whole time. Anyway, yes. So they got that out. There were some questions about whether or not, um, Certain members of the House were going to try and play games with that bill right. at, in an effort to keep it from moving at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, spoke to the uh, chairman of House Judiciary, Weston Newton, our friend from Bluffton, and he was concerned about the some of the procedural moves that had been made early yesterday, okay. uh, Wednesday, and was fearful that those procedural motions were going to continue throughout the afternoon, thereby preventing the House from actually getting to, to a debate on, on the bill. Uh-huh. Right? Right. So these, so upon hearing that news and c talking to him, we set about 
reaching out to mayors whose members were a part of this potential right. plot, if you will, right. or this strategy, and ask those mayors to simply ask those members, those House members, to let the let the bill play out. Let it at least get right. some debate just, and just a get vote. get a vote on it. Yeah, right. You can vote vote against it vote however if you, you want, want to. to do it. And that's fine. But let's let democracy work here. You know what's and funny? What's that? What's ironic? If this was a bill that I did not want to get passed, we would be using all of, well, of these course. maneuvers to try yes, to stop course. it. But when it's a bill that we want to get passed and we know that there are the votes there, we can say, come on, man, let's just vote on the bill. Everybody, just go. Just yeah, vote on the bill. Everybody, most everybody over at the State House knows how to play these games. Right. And, That's right. And we certainly have played games before and, sure. and are not above doing it again. That's just the way the game works. That's right. So, but we, we reached out to these mayors. They reached out to their members and got we got reports back that yes we've had these conversations and then uh they actually got to the bill yesterday afternoon and 26 amendments were put up mm-hmm. it took a while to get to a point where not quite half of those amendments were disposed of mm-hmm. by way of a a an objection that they were dilatory mm-hmm. which means in the House, and I, I would assume in the Senate as well, that an amendment is dilatory if it is very similar to previous amendments that have been adopted or rejected. And by simply changing one or two words in a in a, a new amendment right. does not make that okay. It makes it dilatory. Right. And, of course, putting up dilatory amendments is a tactic to just extend the time on the bill and run out the clock. Right. Right? Is that a fair assessment? Sure. Yeah. And so uh, there were a number of objections about these amendments as being dilatory that were put in front of the House Speaker Merle Smith the speaker did not uh, uphold those objections the first several times, but then when the sponsor of and the primary sponsor of most of these amendments, Representative Josiah Magnuson from Campobello, mm-hmm. began to admit that at least in on one of those that it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek um, amendment, then I think that convinced the speaker that these Future, these next couple of objections right. about them being dilatory were legitimate, and so he uh, he over he you know he upheld those objections, and then I think Representative Magnuson voluntarily pulled down yep. a whole mess of dilatory amendments that he wanted to talk about. There were there were several members, Scott, that took the well to to make tabling motions on these amendments, yeah. um, both Republicans and Democrats, but mostly the mm-hmm. Republicans. Um, that were very upset or offended or just not happy that 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 these amendments were not. This was not a serious attempt to improve the bill, right? Because the bill is a, right. a very serious bill, well, named after a colleague who was killed because yeah. of his race. Um. And some of the amendments were, like you said, tongue-in-cheek, and that was offensive to some of the House members. So, as an example, one of the amendments that Representative Magnuson put up said that you could, if you were the, you could be the victim of a hate crime because of your hair color. Uh 
And because people sometimes get attacked because of their hair color in certain in certain cultures, mm-hmm. then you know they should be a protected class, right? Like like homosexuals or people with right. disabilities or right. you know the things the legitimate things that are named in the That's bill. Right. That's right. So it was those kinds of things that were being put up. In fact, and there was one he put up a couple of of them that would try to. Uh, tried to assert that a child in the womb, a fetus or some, even some, even a, even a, 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 an embryo that has been conceived, Mm -hmm. uh, should be a protected class class in there. And, but, you know, representative Todd Rutherford from here in Columbia pointed out, well, you know, we don't know when a a woman doesn't know if she's pregnant in the first month, Mm -hmm. let's say, unless, and then she gets, uh, something happens and she gets attacked and her, she loses the baby, you know, are you going to charge her charge their, her perpetrator with a hate crime mm-hmm. based on the fact that she had a baby when nobody even knows she had it? Right. It was those kinds of those kinds right. of amendments that were being put up. And to his credit, he did pull them pull them down right. after he right. realized, he attempt, attempt. you know, yeah. after he'd been scolded enough. So, but uh, they ultimately ended up voting and pushing that out. Now it goes over to the Senate, and we've got to work over there on that side to ensure that it gets a hearing and onto the floor and then hopefully to passage. Right. And Erica on our staff, Erica Wright, um, she is working on that bill very, yep. very hard. She's going to be lead on it over, over yep. in the Senate. We had, she and I had a good meeting with a Senator this morning to talk about, uh, you know, ideas for what we need to do as right. a municipal association and as cities right. and towns to help support that bill mm-hmm. and get it uh, moving and onto the Senate floor. Hopefully, maybe even before they get the budget. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, April, that so. would be huge. So yep. speaking of the budget, I'd like to segue just a little bit. Sure. We've talked about it before, but the time is drawing nigh. Mm-hmm. So the House adjourned today, Thursday, and they meet on Monday at 1 p.m., um, which is a very normal um, move that they do. Uh, Chairman Bruce Bannister from Greenville, chairman of House Ways and Means Committee. This is his first budget process as chairman. Yeah. Um, he made a a host of motions today on the floor, which is very routine, um, setting the the budget bill as well as the capital reserve bill for special order, mm-hmm. um, shortening the calendar, um, saying that you got to stay until you give it second reading. Um, you know, it that sets up budget debate to begin at one o'clock mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, so what they'll do is start section by section. And start going through sections for money and sections for provisos. It really just depends on their, you know, what, how they want to handle it. We have been told, um, and Speaker Merle Smith from Sumter said it today on the floor, be prepared to stay. Be prepared for a long week. Well, and I can tell you that in the lobby, there's a lot of confidence that this is likely going to be a long, drawn-out debate. Because of the things that we've seen already right, uh, between the Republican caucus and the Freedom Caucus, mm-hmm. um, I think everybody can fully expect uh, members of the Freedom Caucus to put up a lot of amendments, um, some that will be germane, some that mm-hmm. probably won't be. Yeah. But that's where our House of Representatives is right now, and, and we're just going to have to work through it, and hopefully it won't take too terribly long, but I expect that. It's going to get testy, uh, especially, Absolutely. you know, late at night. 
on Monday night. That's right. The longer it goes and the hungrier people get and the tired, you know, the, the more just worn out they get. Cause it's a very, I mean, it's, it's hard for us. I'll tell you what, if, if this thing, if the budget drags out to Wednesday, if, if we get that far into the week, and it's as contentious as it could be. Oh, I bet it will. They will be. I mean, they'll be ready to come to blows. I bet. By I bet Wednesday. you. It, I bet you it will. I, I hope, bet that they will give. I bet they'll have to come back Thursday morning and give God, it third reading. I hope it doesn't. Um, I mean, I've been you over wanna, there. You want to bet a lunch? On I, it? Yeah, let's let's go to the bagel place. All right. I've been over there until three o'clock in the morning. I know. During budget weeks, and um, and the reason we're there is to make sure that some bad proviso isn't isn't introduced or if it is introduced then we're there on the scene able to try and that's right because we can you know normally they'll pass out amendment lists before Mm -hmm. they come up so if we're able to kind of troubleshoot something before it happens get to it and um yeah when i was um when i was lobbying i was over there there was one time in the early 2000s like maybe 20 20 maybe 2001 2002 where we stayed they sent us like they sent everybody home to shower and get some breakfast and then they came back Mm -hmm. and gave it third reading at like 10 o'clock that morning and they had sent us home at like yeah seven or eight and of course i mean uh, you know to get it to get it read on two separate days you'll you'll you have to have to wait yeah you have to adjourn and then come back yeah we'll just see um but that's that's so because of the budget there will be no other um committee or subcommittee meetings in the house right um the week after the budget there is a furlough so there will be no committee or subcommittee meetings there'll be a cooling off period which is i think (laughs) such a nice thing (laughs) they'll need um, they'll likely need it. The Senate will keep on moving. Um, yeah. they are, they are continuing to work through bills on the calendar. Their calendar is getting longer and longer and longer. Um, but they're still pulling bills out of committee and putting them on the calendar. So they are yeah. doing a really good job of working through con- uncontested bills and just, you know, handling what they need to handle. Yeah. And we're, we're, I mean, we're, following things in the Senate, knowing that their calendar is piling up. Right. Um, one of the things that I followed this week was the Central Electric Cooperative bill that, I'm, I'm not sure what the bill does, I haven't even read it, but the issue is that Central Electric, Electric Cooperative, which buys wholesale power for all of the electric cooperatives across the state, the 20, right, has uh, is, is moving in the direction of for lack of a better term, importing okay. electricity from Georgia huh. to supplement its power supply and instead of buying it exclusively from Santee Cooper. And so that has set off a a series of Senate and House meetings to discuss this. Okay. And if there are any repercussions, remedies, uh, I'm not really sure. I think right now... House members and senators are just trying to figure out what it is that Central has is proposing to do or has obligated itself to do. Right, 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 right. And I think because Central did not communicate as frequently or as clearly with the General Assembly as maybe they wanted, uh-huh. then it has gotten them into – they've been called – Called in for some discussions. Got it. Both public and private. Got it. And those those meetings <laughs> so, kind of came up yeah. um, out of the blue. Bubbled, so, yeah, they right. bubbled up all, all of a sudden. And I mean, 
I'm talking to people in the lobby and I was texting y'all today. I'm like, tell me again what, why this dust up is happening. And you know, that's the story. And Scott, we, we follow those utility bills and utility issues, not because we're involved, but because we do have 20, 21, 21 electric electric cities cities Mm -hmm. and anything that deals with power utilities. We we like to understand the general concept of what's going on. Well, and we want to make sure that our folks don't get swept up into something that isn't applicable to them. Right. Right. That's exactly right. So uh, we have to, we have to pay close attention to those, but those meetings have been very interesting to watch the dynamics between um, the, the officials from the, from Central Electric and the other electric cooperatives and mm-hmm. then the members themselves. So another um another big deal um is the I think it's called Scout. It's a really big deal. Thank you, Mandy. <laughs> you do it much better than um I do. so the house it's a tribute. This a tribute, absolutely. Yeah. Um it so they they passed the bill, they gave it second reading today. Mm-hmm. Of the economic incentive package for is it Scout? Scout what, it's a Scout vehicles. Scout. Okay, it's a subsidiary Scout. of Volvo, right? Yes, okay. Volvo owns Scout, and they make electric trucks. The Scout vehicles used to be made by International Harvester, the tractor company. Okay, um, is this a Scout that like my friend Pat drove in high school? Yeah, probably, probably. It was a. You it had was, to hate Bondo on the um, the bumper. scout. The scout was the first, if you will, uh, SUV. So, kind of, kind of in we'll akin to, to the the early Bronco. Yes, yes. Um, the, Pat drove a scout. The, the early Bronco. If you remember the original Chevy Blazers, those things were like full size. I know. Tanks. I used to, I used to have one. Um, yeah. yeah, they weren't they weren't the it. the mid size Blazer that yeah, you see Scott, now. Scott, look, I just Googled it and it said International Harvest so, Scout. Look so at you. It was like one point three billion. <laughs> is that what it was? One point three billion dollars that the state is, and it's in, you know essentially in cash or. Am I going to need one of these? You know, I still have range anxiety about an all electric vehicle. My my hybrid get gives me about 125 extra miles to the right. ga- to the tank, so I like that. But I'm not ready to go full EV yet. There's the just return not enough, of an icon. Look there's at not that. enough. There's not enough uh, charging infrastructure in place. I think to. You know, not yet become massively popular, right? Not, not well. I mean, if uh, look, you're if you're tooling around town, yeah, no yeah. big deal. But like, if you're driving from here to, I don't know, right, exactly the, the beach, I would be kind of worried because I don't think Andrews is a. I don't gonna, know if they have any. Maybe they do have some. If plug-ins. you're driving, if you're planning to drive beyond 300 miles, then you oh, you well, need to have something else. Right, 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 right. All at once. I mean, you can drive 300 miles and then stop for however long it takes to recharge your Tesla. But right. you've got to build that time. You got to budget that time into your trip. So, um, and this this Mr. Plant, Producer, you never imagined that we would get into car talk, did you? Like, of course like, he did, Scott. Like Somehow and, you imagine you bring like, up NASCAR every single like time. Click and clack. We're on the air. We haven't even started. But that. I they, did find out that today one of our friends, uh, he's a lobbyist, Michael Covington, uh-huh. is a big NASCAR fan. Also, Kyle Michelle, the one of the contract lobbyists for the city of Columbia. So, just discovered that today. The, I'm trying to talk legislation. Sorry, and Scott's telling ahead. me about NASCAR. I knew this would the happen. Scout, the Scout So factory. this is in Blythewood, no less, yeah. in mm-hmm. your backyard. 
I don't know. I, I really, I, I hope the new interchange that they're going to build is going to help relieve some of the traffic yeah, congestion really. that we have now. It's terrible. Um, but anyway, this was supported by a, a vast majority of House members. I think around 12 voted no um, to the package. And I think a mm. lot of people still had some, you know, I don't know, concerns about economic development packages. But, you know, this, as as Chairman Bannister said, as Speaker Smith said, this is huge well, for the Midlands. It is so many jobs, so much of an investment. I can, and I can understand some elected officials' anxiety after the Panthers fiasco. Right, that's right. But unlike that, Scout is not headed by a an erratic egomaniac billionaire who can walk away from, you know, right. $250 million worth of investment that he'd already had in the ground or whatever the number was. So I think this is a, this is a safer bet than, than that Panthers facility was. So if I, if we bought a scout truck and you charged it completely, could you drive to, let's say I have no idea. a beach I don't without, know. um, I, I don't know. Recharging your vehicle. Don't know anything about them. Um, why don't you start from the North and name, the number of municipalities Golly, so professional that Such. have beach in the name. All right, let's start. You ready? I'm go- we're going up top, and then we're coming down. Okay, we're going to start up in uh, up in the Cherry Grove area, and we're going to okay. start with North Myrtle Beach. Okay. Myrtle Beach. Okay. Surfside Beach. All right. Then we've got. Let's come on down. You've got. We're past Polly's. Mm-hmm. We're past now there is North Litchfield Beach, but we are in an unincorporated, unincorporated we are unincorporated Georgetown County. So then you've then you've got then you got IOP Right. You've Sullivan's. got Sub Folly Beach. Okay. Then you've got Kiowa uh-huh. Seabrook, Seabrook Edisto Beach. Yeah, good job. Um that's, five. that's it. That's is there one more? There is one more that you're missing. Mm. You kind of drove past it when you drove when you drove your EV Scout um, through Myrtle Beach. Oh, Atlantic Beach. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Atlantic Beach. Yes. So we've got the, six the Black total, Pearl. We have six total municipalities yeah. in South Carolina that have beach. Have the beach. In the name. And so, while we mentioned earlier, there are other beaches, beach communities yes. that have beach in the name. They're not They're incorporated not municipalities. Right. So Atlantic Beach, Edisto Beach, Folly Beach, Myrtle Beach. North Myrtle Beach and Surfside, Surfside Beach. Surfside Beach. Uh-huh. Um, I would assume that, Mr. Producer, we have a question in the future that asks to name those that have island in the name. Oh, yeah. I think, I, listen, I think. we just gave you some hints on that. That's right. We have, we have that. We've got how many. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, this is becoming a massive file. And it's important that you use the correct name for these communities when you're talking about them. So we often talk about um, Myrtle Beach. Well, Myrtle Beach is easy. North Myrtle Beach. Let's see. We often talk about Edisto. Well, Uh we always just say Edisto. Well, that that could mean the entire island of Edisto. Or it could be the Edisto River. But Edisto Edisto Beach is the town, is the beach town itself. And and beach is a part of its formal name. You know what aggravates me? What? When Weather Channel, new Weather Channel meteorologist, when they're talking about hurricanes, they call it a disto. A disto. I want to call them and yeah. say, are you for real? Well, the guy, one of the news readers on uh, one of the radio, talk radio stations I listen to in the morning, I don't know where he's from, but he's definitely not from South Carolina. 
Because he mispronounces um, names all the time. But the the correct name of Edisto Beach is Town of Edisto Beach. Correct. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. City of Myrtle Beach. Right. Um, Scott, do you have anything else do you want to talk about? Um, no. This week, the budget will be huge for us next week. That will be, that will take all hands on deck. That's right. Everybody working. Um, we'll obviously still, you know, work in the Senate because we've got um, some bills over there, but... Um, it'll be all budget all day long. Well, the things that we're really got our guard up against with regard to insert the insertion of provisos into the budget next week is more, more stuff dealing with short term rentals, right. um, business licensing, anything about business licensing. Yeah. Those are things that we're, we'll be guarding against since they were already put in once some were taken out. Right. Uh, you know, others could be injected. And remember, we've talked about this before. What, legislators can't accomplish by way of a bill That's they right. attempt to do by way of a, of a proviso in the budget. Correct. Because it's just mu- that much easier and they, you know, they hope that we're asleep at the wheel, mm-hmm. but that won't be the case. Not at all. Scott, thanks for joining me again this week. I really appreciate it. I'm always happy to be here, Casey. I hope that you'll come back next week and maybe we could have Joni. We need some, we need some. And Erica come and Joni could talk about the budget and maybe tell a few funny stories from the budget debate and yeah. how, you know, she takes her bedroom slippers up there and it'll be, you fun. know, how, you know, so we'll, we'll expect that next week. So everybody just make sure you tune in next week for a recap of the budget and everything else that's going on in the South Carolina state house. Be sure to follow the Municipal Association's podcasts on Google play, Apple podcasts, Amazon music, audible, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find the latest from the Municipal Association on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the Association's website, masc.sc.